0: What's up, everybody? This week, we continue our three part series on video games in the 90s and give a brief overview on USA 94. That and a whole lot more is to come because maybe I'm Guybrush Threepwood and I'm selling these fine leather jackets. Welcome to the show. Who doesn't want to start off the show with a Monkey Island reference? Uh, one of the greatest and most underrated games in video game history. Hope everybody's doing well this week, guys. I hope you're doing better than I am right now. Um, as you can tell, um, my throat has just been giving me, my voice has been giving me grief the last couple of days. And this is this is not as loud as I can talk. Cause I'm not in any pain or anything like that. It's just my voice has just started acting like this it'll go away in a couple of days and some you know but um yeah whoo yeah it hasn't been hasn't been good um if you guys are on social media facebook twitter tumblr look at because maybe pod uh we have some good stuff going on in there look at the blog because maybe podcast.wordpress.com and look up our youtube channel uh search because maybe podcast that we have sample episodes and extra episodes and so on and so forth um i wanted to talk one or two things about last week's show before we go ahead and get started with this week's show um had some quality issues, um, that's my fault, as the producer, um, I overlooked some things, um, there was a couple of outtakes that shouldn't have been put in there, and, um, I thought I cut them out, and I didn't, so, you know, my apologies for that is completely unprofessional, it is not what I look for in, you know, in how I do things, and yeah, so again, my apologies, um, sorry about that, everybody, uh, Again, the, the the voice quality, man, I'm sorry about this, too. Um, You know, the last couple of times I've been sick, I've had sinus infections, stuff like that, and I couldn't really do anything. The only thing stopping me from this is the voice, and I'm not in any pain, so, you know, what the hell, I'll just go ahead and just talk, you know. Um, But, yeah, I sound a little little hoarse, Um, and there's nothing wrong with me, but, you know, physically, nothing wrong with me mentally, either, so I don't know what's happening. Maybe just a little dry. I'm not sure. Um, I wanted to talk very, very quickly. Um, I'm recording this on Wednesday. Even though we're going out Sunday, uh, I'm recording this on Wednesday because I had a busy weekend ahead. And um, Germany are going home. Um, What was really, really funny was last week I recorded the podcast, uh, again, Wednesday or Thursday last week, and Germany hadn't played Sweden yet. And... Yeah, that game was whew, yeah, what a great goal by um, by Cruz in that one. And you know, I thought the corner had been turned, but at, at, at like at the point of half time, you know, the podcast is coming out the next day, and I'm saying that Germany's going to win it. And they might be knocked out by the time that the podcast comes around. So, um, no, they're definitely out today, though. They they got, well, I say today. You know, like I said, today is Wednesday. I'm recording. Uh, the show's coming out Sunday. Uh, Germany are done. They lost 2-0 uh, to South Korea with two last-minute goals. And Manuel Neuer just uh, playing the very, very interesting position of false number one. Uh, playing out there on the left wing. I just, yeah. I don't know what happened. Um, where did Germany go from here? Well, they're not the first uh, World Cup champions to have be been knocked out the previous tournament. In fact, the last four European world champions have um, been knocked out the group stage. so you know, that's, that's what it is, that's, that's, that's the way it goes, um, so I don't know who I'm gonna be rooting for from here on out, uh, I don't want to root for Brazil, because I can't stand Neymar, um, I'd probably France, because I still have a bit of a man crush on Olivier Giroud, uh, <laughs> and, and, I'm sorry I do, I thought he was vastly, vastly underrated by most Arsenal fans and critics, um, but yeah, so, uh, that's, that's where I'm going, Germany are out, uh, Viva la France, so, um, uh, so guys i mentioned all social media stuff at the top of the episode so again if you guys are on facebook twitter tumblr you can look at our blog or youtube just look at because maybe podcast Uh, i am joined right now by greg gregory and we're going to talk about some of our favorite video games of the 90s and we've got a whole lot more to come afterwards cultural impact Alright guys, I'm not going to jump in and do a big fancy introduction this week. I'm joined by Greg Gregory, and we're going to be talking about the main food groups of the Pyramid Cycle. No, I'm just kidding. We're talking about the main food groups of what was video gaming in the 90s. Um, We're going to be talking about the games, the genres, and basically the top six uh, genres that came out during that period. Uh, Side-scrolling, sports sims, shooters, RPGs, racing games, and the old-fashioned beat-em-ups. Sound like fun? does to me. Uh, but before we get started, um, two things. One, I apologize for the voice. Uh, my voice is breaking again. I don't know why. I'm probably going through puberty backwards. Um, I wanted to make some corrections from last week over things that I said that were either half-truths or misinformed truths. Like I've been reliably informed that I was incorrect. Um, I mentioned that Daggerfall was twice the size of Great Britain. It was, and it's half the size, so my apologies for that one. Um, I mentioned that I couldn't remember the YouTube name of the Irate Gamer which sucks because I'm a big fan of the IRA game. It reminds me of the Angry Video Game Nerd. Probably they do the same thing. I don't know. Um, the Skyrim map, I said, was like 40 miles. is actually 19 square miles. I said the Atari 7800 had no memory. It actually had four kilobytes of memory.
1: Which is like a thumbnail picture now. Yeah,
0: not even, you know. So... It might as well have had no memory, and of course the last one was the Sega Genesis. I said eighty-seven; it actually came out in eighty-nine. So those corrections aside, I don't want to be fake news. I don't want to be you know misinformed. I just want to make sure that we all have the right tools of the trade. So, anyway, now we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna go talk, go down memory lane. <coughs> so, uh, man, it's good to see you. Good to have you back on here, man. It's uh, it's I can't think of anybody else I'd rather do this with because uh, you are as much of a video game as player as I am. So. Oh, so it's good to have you on. Um, we're going to make a start, and we're going to look at basically the the main type of games that people used to think of when they used to think of video games the side the old fashioned side scrolling platform games. How did they kind of develop in the nineties? You think?
1: Well, I mean, it all started with uh, the original Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Um, before that, uh, if you look if you look at a lot of the Atari games, a lot of them were overhead view. Yeah. Um, they were trying to go for sort of like a faux 3D kind of feel. But then you had uh, Jumpman or Pitfall. 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 That was uh, one of the early Atari uh, side-scrollers, first of my memory. So basically what you had was you had people that were trying to unlock the Super Mario Brothers formula, trying to adapt this uh, side-scrolling platformer into different types of uh, branding, different types of characters, et cetera. So basically, um, a lot of the games that we're going to be talking about coming up here, uh, and embrace the side scroller platformer, and then sort of put their own twist on it.
0: And and that was the problem, I guess, with Super Mario Brothers. It was we mentioned last week. It was ahead of its time, um, and everybody tried to make a copy of it. Yeah. Um, Even even Nintendo themselves made a copy of it with uh, Super Mario Two, or as it's known, Super Mario The Lost Levels. The Lost Levels, yeah. Which um, man, I could go all day about the Lost Levels of Mario Two, man. That 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 for me is is a travesty. It's too hard of a game. well, get better, get good. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, what fun is a game if it's easy? That's true. But then again, then it becomes too hard. It's too hard.
1: I mean, there's a line between it being too easy and it being tedious, but somewhere in the middle where the amount of uh, effort that you put in and the amount of reward that you get, they they coalesce yeah. at a certain point. And that, to me, that's what some of the best games are, um, some of the newer ones like Skyrim and stuff like that, yeah. where you they have dynamic leveling, where your game gets increasingly more difficult as you get better, which yeah. I think keeps, keeps you honest, keeps everything interesting and everybody on their toes, so...
0: And then when you get to level, like, 60, that's it. It's game over. You just look at people and, you know.
1: Or 85 when you face the Ebony Warrior.
0: (laughs) There is a part in Skyrim where you just need to walk in, just look at people, and everybody go, yeah, all right, we're going back. The zombies go, yeah, all right, we're going back to sleep. Yeah, the droggers
1: just 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 climb back into their coffins like, (laughs) oh,
0: sorry, didn't mean to bother you. Yeah, come on in and loot the entire crypt. We're fine. Go right in. Just just be careful with that fire. (laughs) Um, Nintendo released Super Mario 3 in the early 90s. I think it was 1990. Um, yeah, that right there, one of the greatest games ever made. Definitely, hands down. Um, and Super Mario World, which ironically was just a bigger Super Mario Three.
1: Yeah, slightly, slightly enhanced, bigger version of it. But I mean, you had the same ideas. Um, the the P Wing, the Raccoon Mario. Yeah. the um didn't he have the the cape where he could like Super Mario World? Yeah. Glide around. The, I love the cape. Uh, Yoshi, just, Yoshi I think was also debuted yeah. in, was it in 3 or was it in World in I world. can't remember. World yeah so you had Yoshi that that was huge um
0: you know I oh, I loved Yoshi I really did um Sony when they entered the fray they introduced their own spin on um on platform games with Crash Bandicoot and the Oddworld series and uh, you could
1: argue uh yeah Sonic the Sonic the Hedgehog too Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog okay, too with yeah, Sega.
0: It, is, it is on there yeah it's 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 the thing about the thing about uh, we'll go to Sonic here in a minute. The thing about the Crash Bandicoot it was the first one to utilize uh north and you know uh, all three dimensions on, yeah. on you know for, for for a platform game, and it kind of didn't become a side scroller technically because it was three D, but at the same time it still had all of the
1: the elements of a good side. You,
0: you had power ups. You had an i an item that gives you extra man. In this case, it was like fruit, the Wampa fruit. Uh, you had the invisibility icon, you know, the, the the mask, and you had a goal at the end where you had to reach to to claim an object. So it was basically Mario in three D with different, you know.
1: I've a uh, have actually never played that game. I know really? only know a little bit about it. Is let me ask you something? Is this one of those games where they? It's okay. You have two types of side scrollers. You have like an open side scroller, where you you go at your own volition, like Mario. Like yeah. you can go forward at any rate you want, but you can't go backward once the screen is passed. Um, Then they have other ones where they kind of push you along.
0: No, this uh, Crash Bandicoot only has a couple of those kind of levels. Okay. um, Crash Bandicoot 2 in particular, um, because that's the one I'm more familiar with, uh, they have a couple of levels that are chase levels. Okay, so that, you that run towards the screen, and you can't go back because, like, the 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 boulder is chasing you. Kind of like the old uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Um, no, it, Crash Bandicoot was really really good. Um, the storyline was a little bit over the top, you know. Oh well, yeah. But I mean, this was the early days when video games didn't really have storylines. Sure. You know, I so mean, so they
1: were kind of pioneering that in their yeah. own way. I mean, cause, I mean, you could argue that Zelda had a storyline, yes. but it wasn't it wasn't directly necessarily embedded into the gameplay. No. There is there is No cause and effect. And there was backstories and Nintendo Power and there was folklore and stuff that you could read in the manual, but for the most part it wasn't like you know, when you start on the bottom the first screen and there's a little opening, you walk da uh take you know, it's dangerous to go alone, take this. You know, there 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 was no Extended dialogue about
0: why should I take this?
1: Right, where are you going? What are you doing? They kind of just threw you to your own devices, which in a way kind of allows you to create your own story. But out of context, you're able to figure out, okay, I got to get all these little pieces of the triforce and go, you know, save the world, rescue princess, you
0: know. uh, They should have really called that series the uh, Legend of Link.
1: Yeah, this people, no, no, everybody. Thinks that Link is Zelda, and it's just it's like how to spot a noob in three three seconds.
0: One one of the games I love is the Oddworld series, and I did a review on it a couple of months ago. So if you guys want to know my thoughts about Oddworld, check out season one, episode eight. So, uh, but basically, just just because you know you're listening now, it was it was a great pioneer of 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 the genre. The genre was dead by the time mid ninety seven came around, and then Oddworld came out. Yeah. And, like, they introduced things that, they basically changed it from a side-scrolling platform to a side-scrolling platform puzzle. Okay. And the puzzles weren't, you know, use this cube to make this circle or whatever. The puzzles were how do you get past the obstacles. Yeah. And some of the gameplay on it, like I said, some of the gameplay on it's fantastic, some of it's funny. It, you know, it it started companion Maud for lack of a better term, you know, it started hey you guys have to come with me and we have we have to do this as opposed to I'm doing it by myself. Sure. And it had a great storyline. You know, it was a classic storyline, but it's still a great storyline um, You mentioned Sonic the Hedgehog, earlier, and I wanted to lump in Sonic the Hedgehog with Streets of Rage because they were both Sega uh, Sega exclusives. Yeah for the longest time Sonic the Hedgehog man um, Strangely after Sonic three, unlike Mario who went on strength unlike Mario who went from strength to strength, you know, he had better games, new franchises that you know, like Mario Kart and Mario Party that
1: New new features.
0: Sonic yeah. kind of after Sonic three when they introduced Sonic and Knuckles, that was really that's when it peaked.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think the problem was is they, they were okay, they were doing their due diligence and they were trying to embrace the new technology they um they put out Sonic 3D and they had yeah. some other um t- some other titles hell that even have gone up to uh as recent as the Xbox yeah. um but i think that they were they kind of shot themselves in their own foot unintentionally um because the one of the appeals of so- Sonic was just the way that it played the charm of it the spin yeah. dash the the going fast the um the the collecting the rings the kooky music and you saw shades of them playing around with 3D, and I believe it was it was either Sonic 2 or 3, where they had the bonus levels where you're in the half pipe.
0: Yeah, Sonic 2. I yeah, loved those yeah. things.
1: Um, so they were trying to do more of that in the later titles, and I think it kind of unintentionally alienated some of the older OG Sonic yeah. people, kind of like us. They grew up playing Genesis consoles, and they just kind of sort of started catering to the younger generations who were going to appreciate... The, the flashiness, yeah, the use of technology more than say the authenticity of the franchise.
0: See, when um a couple of years ago they released a Sonic collectibles for the Xbox three hundred and sixty. Yeah,
1: they they they. I think that was all platformers I've actually got for yeah. um uh, PSP and for um, PS three. I think. I think so.
0: Um, but we we like they had all the Sonics in there, and I'd ne- I'd only played a handful of of Sonic three because to be quite honest, by the time Sonic three came out, I was already knee-deep in sony land at the time yeah i was know? doing
1: tekken and uh final fantasy yeah, and, and like it, lots of other it, more in-depth stuff
0: sonic seemed a little passe at the time right but like my son was playing it a couple of weeks ago and i'm just watching it and i'm like yeah i'm glad i didn't play it. i didn't waste 50 bucks playing this because sonic 3 it might have been it, you know the the soundtrack was awful in my opinion um the gameplay was like too bright. I mean, it was so many colors. Too much going on. Yeah. Yeah. It was just. It was just so hard to concentrate on. And yeah, kind of like Mario, kind like the original Mario Two Lost Levels. It was a little bit more difficult than the than the rest, and didn't yeah. really add any features. It just ramped the difficulty up because Sonic Two was a hell of a game.
1: Masterpiece. Yeah. One one was really good. I enjoyed one, uh, but yep. I think two two they introduced the spin dash. Yep. And you had um tails tails as well. Who who who? Let's face it was in one player mode was a source of entertainment and annoyance yes. at best but um yeah i mean the the soundtrack the Definitely. um the the game playing the engine that they use on that was a new um engine so the game had a very sleek very distinct very fast look yeah, d- definitely, definitely the the best game of the Sonic series in my and v- opinion. And
0: very few bugs too, bugs and glitches. I yeah,
1: mean, I'm. You know, I've never, en- I haven't encountered very many glitches on the Sega platform at all. More, more so on Nintendo than Sega.
0: It's 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 like you know, with with all due respect to all the video game developers, it's like even during this console war that's going on at the same time, Sega was able to like third party and beta test their games to death.
1: Yeah, they had they had they had an unrivaled st- stability for the time. Yeah, I remember playing um, Streets of Rage on NES, and there's all kinds of little glitches oh, yeah. everywhere. There's there's um, there's one where you're climbing a ladder, you're climbing a ladder, and then you, you like go down a platform, and climb up the ladder. There's like ladders on the opposing sides. Once you get to about the fifth level, a door appears, and uh, like a mini boss comes out of it. Yeah, um, I I couldn't tell you how much how much time I spent trying to beat that guy, and I couldn't. But then I figured out that if I go down the ladders. All the way until he's out of the screen, it would kill him. (laughs) So there's always little glitches like that that I found the Nintendo. That being one of several, I never did manage to find one in Sega though.
0: And I mean, we briefly touched on this last (laughs) week. They they couldn't port the games over for crap. Yeah. I mean, nowadays it's easy to port a PS3 and Microsoft and where because they kind of run on similar engines, just a little and just
1: throw a little scripting in there. Yeah, but
0: now they just then they couldn't do it i mean i mentioned last week theme park i loved theme park it was just a goofy game but the version on the nes the snes was dreadful full of glitches yeah all the charm that was taken out of it but you mentioned streets of rage that was one of my favorite games of all time
1: yeah i mean to me that was um that was that was a good one i think um that they were kind of it's kind of the whole double dragon mentality yeah um but instead of it being uh, brothers, it was a g- group of miscreants. I kind of like that they had the. I'm not sure if I played part one. Uh, yeah, I played. I had part two, but they had the guy that was on the roller skates and stuff. I and, think that was part two. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just really, really cool, innovative. Um, the 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 color schemes and stuff, the the way it flowed. It just not wasn't a forced side scroller. It was like a side scroller. Beat him up with a little bit
0: of 3D in it. Yeah, you couldn't go backwards, obviously, but I mean, you know. Well, one of the things I liked about it was the main, they they had, I think, in all three games, they had three characters you could pick from. And there was three stats. Yeah. And everybody had two stats that was A and one stat that was B. So it was like strength, uh, speed, and jump. Or so yeah. So it was always a three-ring circus. None of the characters were exactly the same. You were either weak but quick and could jump high, or you couldn't jump but you were fast and strong, yeah. or you could jump but you you were very very slow and very very strong. So you know, you yeah. you, you had to strategize, which even back then, 92, 93 was, you know, it was innovative. Yeah. Anytime. Um and you got, we got earthworm gym did you ever play earthworm gym
1: yes oh i played earthworm gym a lot to me uh earthworm gym is kind of like the beavis and Head of side scrolling <laughs> platforms it's just really wacky um uh the the last level i will never forget it because i had to play it i think at least 100 times the nefarious psychro i'll never forget that <laughs> yeah it was it was a fun game it was a real creative like out of the box use of the uh platformer once again um Merging a little bit into the 2.5 D like we talked about last week. You had 3d backgrounds dynamic backgrounds Being able to interact with the background um, That sort of thing it was it was fun. I think it was a very very creative uh, Attempt definitely
0: well an honorable mention goes to uh, James Pond Which was um, if you've never played it? um, It was on Sega and it was on Amiga and it was a side-scrolling game uh where you played the aforementioned James Pond Pond r- aka Robocard. any relation to Amy Pond pretty much i don't know it was, <laughs> it was it was so british game you had Birdie Bessett, you know licorice all sorts of your enemies and stuff like that if you've never <laughs> played it and want a thing for the goofy do it if you are a pot smoker and you just like bright colors and goofy things go ahead and do that too (laughs) we'll judge you here at this podcast so what happened basically to uh side scrollers is they became 3d and adventure games and and rpg games which we will get to here in a minute uh in a little while as to you know what the aftermath of that stuff was because that was a very very big shift in dynamics uh one of the other big things to come around in the 90s was sports simulators um Interestingly enough, I didn't know this when I did the research. Madden was an 80s uh, creation. Yeah. Did not know that.
1: Yeah, it actually had a different moniker. It was called, um, uh, uh, I believe it was called Joe Montana's Sports Talk Football. Uh, Montana had the endorsement for a while. Madden did the voice of it. Um, a couple years later, they uh, it became NFL football. And I think the first one was in um, the first one that was called Madden, I believe, was 92, 93. Those lines. So it, it existed in a sense in the 80s, um, but it didn't really truly become Madden until the early 90s. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, definitely.
0: EA had a monopoly on that kind of stuff, on, on the games, especially on the Sega. Yeah. Um, you know, you had the FIFA series, you had uh, NBA Jam. RBI a, Baseball. Uh, NHL. Yeah. I love the NHL game, the fact that you could fight somebody.
1: Yeah, that was a fun game.
0: And me at 10 years old, somebody getting sent off the rink for slashing. Yeah. Um, I was like, he's peeing on the ice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's – but I mean – the olden times when you played sports games, they weren't really that good because the programming wasn't there. Yeah. When we got the new 3D kind of rendering and stuff like that. I mean, the FIFA series, FIFA 94, the World Cup game, is one of the best sports games ever made. We can talk about all the new FIFAs and all the new tricks, and, but as far as basic fundamentals and how to play a sports game, that was one of the best of all time um the original made in ninety four around that time ninety four yeah. seemed to be a good good year for e a and sports simulators
1: it was they really uh they really took off like i said they had um you know they had their hands in all all the pro sports um so they they did a they did a really good job of setting the bar for many other companies to try to duplicate
0: do you think they had um sony's sony had their e sony had electronic arts year uh, show know. show me what you can do, and they bring out like you know NBA Jam was was ahead of his time, FIFA was ahead of its time, Madden was ahead of its time, I mean, you know so on and so I forth. I don't
1: I don't necessarily know that. I think just EA was just a, a good forward thinking company at the time that right. was well. I mean they, they they some stuff they do is still pretty good. They they still do a great job on Madden. That's yeah. you know that's a great game. But at the time, yeah, they were their their specialty seemed to be sports racing um not mentioned on here but one of my favorite games that was actually your social media question last week wasn't it what's your favorite favorite game of the 90s yeah my favorite game of the 90s has to be road rash for sega genesis you know what
0: i didn't put road rash on here.
1: road rash is an amazing game
0: well you know what What i don't
1: i don't road rash is one of those games that like if it were if it came out now you'd have to put like a litany of disclaimers all on it okay do not ride a motorcycle illegally at a high rate of speed in the wrong lane, while 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 hitting somebody with a chain, like you don't do these things.
0: No, I love Road Rush. I don't know why, I didn't put it down.
1: I, um, I forget about it too. But man, that that was one of my favorite games.
0: I loved the first. I love the first Road. I loved the second Road Rush with the best. Road
1: Rush Two was good. Um, I, when I got the code for the um the really really fast bike. Oh, i yeah. can't remember what it's called but it had like unlimited nitro yes you do like 300 miles an hour
0: and then you take a corner and then all of a sudden P <laughs> then all of a sudden pe number one beats you with the stick oh, and public enemy number one I, I see the thing about road rush was it was a really really great game and and i guess there's a theme right to all these games that sega produced yeah the first one was like the concept yeah and it was really good but the second one blew it out the water.
1: Yeah, because they, they, they looked at the good and the bad, and, they, and then they just thought, okay, how can we make this better? Because same thing. Um, yeah, Road Rash 1 was good. 2 was when they really ramped it up with, like, the bike selection. and Pull selection. Yeah, and just the uh, combat. Um, you could actually steal weapons from people yes. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, for the time, they, they were the best in class for anything – uh, racing or sports. I mean, there is just no no other challenge.
0: EA was was the king of the simulation.
1: Yeah, absolutely,
0: definitely. And now it, they've become, according to most gamers, the evil empire.
1: I don't know if they. I can't remember. I think it's Activision that did uh, Tony Hawk's yes. Pro Skater.
0: That to me, that was a huge title too. T- Tony Hawk's was. Tony Hawk's, uh, what's the best way to say this? They kind of tapped into that skater market v- better than I've seen any video game crossover ever do. Well, I mean,
1: if you think about it, what Tony Hawk effectively did was that they created a market. They made skateboarding um, a fi- financially viable. Yeah. They made other kids want to pick up skateboards um, and do that sort of thing. I actually heard something really funny the other day. Real quick, uh, <laughs> apparently um, it was a it was a Boomhauer meme, and it, uh, <laughs> it said basically uh, the real Tony Hawk died in 1984. Um, <laughs> the guy you know now is not Tony Hawk, but an impersonator who popularized skateboarding to um, uh, keep keep children injured so that they would their parents would spend lots of money on medical bills.
0: Mind blow. <laughs> but Paul is I mean, dead Tony Hawk is dead Avril Lavigne <laughs> is dead
1: <laughs> but I mean in a way I mean all that nonsense aside they popularized uh, underground sport yeah they made it commercially viable they made kids buy skateboards they made them
0: rollerblades yeah BMX, buy the
1: games do that and before you know it now for the past what you know 15 years there's been a Yearly festival dedicated to skateboarding BMX and music, you know, so it was absolutely huge societal implications
0: definitely and I mean the games themselves as well Okay, when you had FIFA you had uh, International Superstar soccer when you had NBA Jam you had another NBA game you had uh, And they were all on similar quality the thing about Tony Hawk is it blew every other skateboard game out of the water.
1: Yeah, um, some of the other competitors when that first came out was Skate or Die, oh, which is like one of, I mean...
0: It's not worth the plastic, it's printed on.
1: Yeah, it's it's just, I think the concept was a good idea. I just think the execution was a little bit lacking. It's very clunky, very unresponsive, yeah. So.
0: Now, the, inter- the funny thing about Tony, now I gotta get this in <coughs> right, the funny thing about Tony Hawk's right is, is his name Tony Hawks or Tony Hawk Hawk singular singular okay there's a British comedian called Tony Hawks plural right. who regularly gets fan emails fan mail hate mail whatever for, for, for Tony Hawk <laughs> and for a while he just ignored it and then he like dedicated a whole section on his website where he would you know these kids would email him and then he'd email them something back and you know it was really really funny I wonder if they ever met they, they should have done you yeah know? That, that, that'd be good that'd be good um one of my favorite game series came out in that town. It's been attributed to at least no fewer than 100 divorces in the UK. That's the Football Manager Championship Manager series. Um if you've never played it, my British li- my British listeners you might as well clock out because you know what I'm about to say. If you've never played it, it is the ultimate statistical fantasy football type thing ever. You you know all the pl- all the players are based by stats. Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. Dungeons and Dragons for for jocks, absolutely. And I don't want to say it's addictive, but I limit myself to three hours a week. Because if I didn't, I'd sit there all day and, you know, not change pants. Um, (laughs) My cousin got me into that one. So thanks, Jamie, for that one. Um, Honorable Mentions, Go To, Knockout Kings, which, you know, was really, really good. Evander Holyfield's Real Deal Boxing. Oh, screw it.
1: Oh, I love that game so much. Like the sound when you punch it. <laughs> and it's really,
0: really good. Like, you know, you see the, the, you see the ring, and like, you know, there's, the, there's that couple in the front row, like with the cheesy, three, you know, the cheesy background graphics that continually animate. So there's this dude bobbing his head into. There's it. another
1: guy going. <gasps> <gasps> like, raising his arms in this mechanical. Yeah.
0: And of course, everybody's favorite theatrical sport made its debut in video games uh, WWE SmackDown. Now, the aftermath of all this is, with the exception of maybe Tony Hawk's. Pro Skater. Every video game of a sports simulation is exactly the same. You know, the only thing they do is add maybe one or two features. Upgrade. And upgrade the roster. G-
1: upgrade some graphics. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, Madden's been out for a while. And, um, you know, about... I think it was about 2007, 2008. That That's the last time that I remember them making, like, really sweeping changes. So, literally
0: it's just a roster upgrade
1: and which is doesn't make sense because on your previous version of Madden you can upgrade the roster whenever you want. Yeah. So basically you're paying for new cover art, a couple of updated features and maybe well the ability to play people online on that new server which is I think is what gets people a lot, yeah. a lot of people in the grip because people move over Gen and then server. Yeah and then no one's at the I, I like if I bet if I logged into the Madden 2012 server right now, there would be nobody there. Just like uh, the other day, I logged into the uh, Grand Theft or no, Red Dead Redemption server. It's like four people in there, and they're all like 12, telling me about how my mom sucks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Thanks, guy. I n- never would have known that without you.
0: Uh, that's actually how I started the blog. There are three things the gaming world agrees on. Number one, the PC gamers are the master race, which is a stupid thing. Yes. Number two, uh, Xbox v Sony war is alive and well yeah. and number three everybody slept with my mama yep. So, <laughs> man she was busy because she has to, has to cook as well um and by the way that's <laughs> not a sexist comment my mother was a stay-at-home mother um so we move on to uh shooters which uh, not, they weren't first-person shooters until they didn't become first-person shooters until around this time yeah but they were just referred to as shooters or shoot-em-ups yeah. um Star Fox I hated that game. I never really, I never really cared for it because, not because of the stupid "Hey, do a barrel roll." The graphics was supposed to be the state of the art, brand new graphics, and it looked like just something that somebody had done in you know Amiga Paint.
1: Yeah, I just like a failed kindergarten painting project. Yeah,
0: it was just all blocky, all you know. it, It looked like early prototype PlayStation demos.
1: Yeah, and I'm having some of that trouble now. Um, down downloading like the classic games and stuff on PS One, four PS One on my PS Three. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. My wife likes this game. It's like you're on you're racing like these hovercraft. Virtual
0: Fu- Virtua Racer.
1: I can't remember what it's called, but anyway, she she bought that and we put it on, and it's Light like boat. I I know the name if I heard. It. Anyway, um, it's like a whole bunch of blocks. Like yeah. S- Flying slowly over other blocks. It, uh, yeah, it just absolutely blows my mind, the transition from HD to non-HD.
0: Well, see, even then, though, like, Nintendo had pilot wings, right, which was uh, not a shooter, but it had better graphics than the much-heralded Star Fox, you know, and just, to yeah. me, it's like, if you can make these kind of graphics... It was basically a of rip-off of, of Star Wars with yeah. anthropomorph- anthropomorphic animals. Say that five times fast. They just got lazy, apparently, or...? <sighs> It kind of did, and you know, it was a good—it was a good concept. Let's put it that way. Sure. And you know, um, Doom. Great game. The first video game I can remember in the UK that had a um, age rating sticker on it. Yeah, it's the first 18 rated game in the UK.
1: Got to be 18 to see Nazis die, apparently. Uh,
0: Well, Doom was Doom was a good game. I like the history of Doom. I could go into it right now, but the history of Doom is so weird. Yeah, you know, just starts like a, as as a, a basically Doom is is the ultimate mod for so like we're better. Oh t- no,
1: that's the original. That was that was the first time to my memory where a uh, company would openly let you develop, cre- create, and develop yep. your own levels. And I, I I used to do that all the time. I would develop a room for my friend. Um, I would put this room and then put like four hundred. Uh, dudes in it, <laughs> just <laughs> just like, watch your, just crap his pants. <laughs> put a turkey leg on the outside or whatever it was, and you open it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> put like seven Hitlers in there. You know, just put like way too many people. But yeah, that was a very fun game. That one and um, that one and Duke Nukem, I felt like yeah. were real real similar. I think Duke Nukem kind of embraced the technological side because it was set in the future. Yeah, it was a little bit newer, so it had it was sharper. It had better had like the full um uh colored values and all that stuff.
0: The sarcasm too. You no.
1: Know. Um also uh yeah there was him voiceovers of him and yeah. actually um and that was something that you didn't hear a lot in video games no up until that point. So that that was I was I was plus and the LAN capabilities talked about last week. Yeah. You could dial into each other and, and play a death match which and
0: was and cool. not just that I mean they were the they were the basic um the grandfathers of what became the hyper-violent games, you know, yeah, the hyper, the hyper, violence Because so violent, violent games have been around forever, but these were like beyond even at the time. Yeah, you know, and they considered tame, but I mean, it just goes to show you, you know, where video gaming was at I, that time.
1: I don't know if you, I don't know if you could safely call them tame. I Taming. mean, I guess, I guess we're desensitized to it to a certain extent. Yeah. I would say they're normal; they're accepted as normal. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever call it tame, but well, yeah, I mean...
0: I mean, I mean, tamer compared to now.
1: Yeah, no, it was shocking at first. I mean, it was it was definitely something that we hadn't seen, uh, aside from uh, the blood code and yeah. the fatalities of Mortal Kombat. But even then, that wasn't...
0: You had to y- work for those we mentioned. And,
1: yeah, but not only that, but, like, you can't walk up to somebody and just rip their head off. No. Like, I don't care how strong or trained you are in karate, doesn't. Yeah. but... Just about anybody can grab a gun and go crazy. So,
0: As we found out. Unfortunately, years, you,
1: know, so,
0: you know. So, um, Tomb Raider came out in that time. Tomb Raider was different to all the others because it wasn't a shoot up shoot up monsters level. You know, monster, monster. It was. Monster. It was
1: more like puzzles, uh, negotiating terrain. It was kind of like sort a, of thing, kind of
0: like a bond piece. You know, where it was the hero fighting henchman for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the infamous Lara Croft. Uh, chat Handman, you hear that story
1: I, I heard something about a nude code
0: no the nude code doesn't exist I, 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 come what, on what come ha- on what, but what happened was I want to see pixelated boobies yeah. <laughs> come on Paul like, play, play, kill, play killer instinct is orchid that's how you see pixelated boobies um, <sighs> <Jeez. laughs> but Lara Croft they, the way they created a character you know they wanted to make the character look you know they did do not make this character look sexy just for the sake of looking sexy alright they didn't want it to be, you know, they didn't want it to be scantily clad or anything like that. And he was the dude who was designing her model so to beef up the shoulders by like 50%. And he ended up putting it in the wrong, ended up enhancing her breasts by 50%. And that's where it stuck.
1: Oh. But, um. Well, they can be used as a flotation device. That's right. So.
0: I never got into Tomb Raider. I don't think it just at the time. Remember, at the time it was just too complicated for me.
1: I, pl- I played a little bit of it. I I didn't. I don't know. I was at the time. I was looking more to like shoot somebody, blow something up, yeah, kicks. You know, fight a fight a friend in Tekken. Yeah, just uh, nothing against the game. I think just for for a lot of people because other games that were coming out at the time. You know, a lot of people kind of didn't.
0: I think if you were used to the Mario, Sonic, Street Fighter, you know. Uh, Mortal Kombat kind of, you know, circle of games. Yeah. When something like Tomb Raider came along, it was just too big to comprehend, I guess. I wish I wish
1: they'd have taken that idea. Like, I'm not saying they should have eradicated, like, Tomb Raider should not exist. Hmm. I'm just... I wish that sort of care and detail could have gone into a legitimate Indiana Jones video game.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Uh,
1: I, you know, they had a couple versions on Atari. Um, They were just... You know they didn't. They didn't have the technology to do what they want to do. They did a game for that. Now, I mean, you could do it full HD cutscenes. I mean, absolutely, you could do VR. I mean, you could do so much. You could do with it.
2: Well, I
0: think that's why a lot of the um, a lot of the developers are creating their own franchises, similar to you know Indiana Jones. You know, I mean, yeah, like-
1: Uncharted, and uh, to, I guess you could. see... Excuse me. You could say Tomb Raider 2.
0: You could say, I mean,
1: I'm not, I'm not Same just. Same vein. You know. Yeah,
0: not just like Indiana Jones spin offs, but like all big franchise type things. I mean, like, for example, we're going to talk about The Elder Scrolls here in a minute. That has uh, Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth, Tolkien written all over it. Yeah. Like, it, all over it. And, you know, I think by having. Because remember, we talked last week that. Uh, Movies about video games don't are not really that good, and video games based on movies are kind of good but not great. But by creating their own universes and their own unique plot lines, they can control, you yeah. know, the development stuff like that. That's why I think Tomb Raider was a success, not just because of Lara Croft in, you know, shorty shorts and and buxom, buxom, yeah, yeah. Now the new Tomb Raider that's come out the last couple of years the reboot uh, the, the original Tomb Raider game for uh, Xbox 360 was my, a fantastic
1: my game. wife loves the Tomb Raider series She's, I think she's beat all of them um, now she's doing uh, Beyond Two Souls which is a really if you've never played that game it's for PS3 definitely check it out it's uh, you can control it with your tablet or really? your uh, device yeah huh. it's really really it's it's different it's unique I like it
0: well talking of unique and different games Resident Evil
1: Oh, that is on, that is on my uh, all time favorites list. Um. I,
0: I own well, I, I say I Sarah owns a copy of the original game in the tall case with the cardboard and nice. She, I'd never see, I'd never played it before, and she was playing it, and uh, she was pregnant at the time with our son, and like I'd be, Ugh! you know, every time something would jump out, and she would just be like, yeah, Wimp. you know, <laughs> just looking. That was kind of ahead of its time as well, but it, it did do something that a lot of these games didn't. It embraced the technology that was available. Yeah, it had voice acting, cutscenes. It was the first game of its scope. I yeah,
1: think. it was to me. It was one of the first games that fully, fully showcased and utilized the technology of its current time. Aside from, let's say, the original Mario Brothers. Yeah,
0: and it it was like one of the first games where you couldn't sit there and play the game in one sitting.
1: Oh no, you yeah. And it would
0: take 50 60 hours to go through.
1: Yeah, and you had you had to be very um you had to plan ahead. You had to you know, compensate for stuff later on. It was a real uh it was a real thinking type game and it a was, it was thinking I, man's game. I really appreciate that. Um I had a roommate that I lived with for a while that played Resident Evil 1 a lot. I kind of just hung out and watched him play it. Um, Didn't really get to play it until 4 on the Wii Um, But I have played that game I probably beat it 50 times At least It's a really really fun game And it just gets more fun the more you beat it Because you get new weapons and costumes And And modes Yeah Yeah
0: well, one of the honorable mentions of shooters during this e- era was the Fallout series. Now, yeah. Fallout originally set off as a turn-based uh, RPG survival game. Yeah. Not like what we know it as right now. And th- this sounds sacrilegious to Fallout players, but please understand that the engine for the Elder Scrolls was used for both the Fallout games, Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, that came after Bethesda took it over. So essentially, you know, saying the Elder Scrolls with guns kind of, kind of seem derogatory, but it is kind of, you know... It's fair. It's it's a fair analysis. It's an adventure game based on this engine. It's got it the same
1: controls, same engine. It's got a lot of similarities.
0: Yeah, but the the problem, the, not the problem, but before in the nineties it came out as like a turn based RPG, which those are hard. Yeah, you know, I think only like uh, RPGs like that only take off in in East Asia. You know, in in Japan, in the Japan, the, the Korean Peninsula, all, all you know that area of the world. Like, you know, certain games in Europe, certain games in North America, that's a strictly Asian game. Um, I wouldn't have expected Fallout to become as big as it did until Fallout 3, but then again, you know, Fallout 1 and 2 were good. They were all right, you know. But but again, it just led to another franchise, you know, jumping out there. Um, Well, RPG and adventure games started taking off during this era. They were like the original uh, choose-your-own-adventure games, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, my favorite out of everything that came out in that time period was the Monkey Island series. Guybrush Threepwood, a pirate who sells fine leather jackets. <laughs> uh, just the great thing about it was it was great about LucasArts. <laughs> so, you know, you knew it was going to be a good game. Uh, it had lots of winks and nods, and, you know, it was very, very anachronistic you know um but in a funny way um Guybrush Threepwood is the most inept pirate of all time yet one of the funniest most endearing characters in video game history Hmm. um I I love Monkey Island I really really do and it might have been that might have been
1: more of a Europe thing or maybe I just totally slept on it because I that's my first time hearing about it really yeah, to be completely and totally honest, yeah. Man, I've got to get you a copy of it. Okay, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll have to see if I can find a little snippet of it on YouTube, get a taste of it.
0: And it was one of those things where, you know, you had to click on your person, click on the command, then click on the object. So uh, like, okay. So, Steve walked to door. Steve opened door.
1: Like King's Quest, kind of. Similar, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it was, really, it, but it was funny. It was, it was one of the first comedy games out there, but with a, seri- with a serious heart to it. And it did have a storyline which is weird for a game coming out in the early 90s, especially on something like the Amiga. But at the same time, it was coded well. It was, you know, it was really, really good. Um, Going on the other end of the scale, Grand Theft Auto also came out in the 90s.
1: Yeah, I remember playing a shareware version of it that my buddy snagged off of a FTP server somewhere, uh, like a freeware version, and... Just couldn't believe that that content was in a video game, that someone actually spent the time to program it so that you could run over somebody and just make a little person splat on the ground.
0: That, talk crazy. about a game that's ahead of its time. The originals, at least, anyway. Yeah. Because, okay, look, they were, you, you were viewing them from above. Okay, fair enough. But that was the limitation of the technology, especially. Um, For
1: them, they felt like that was the best way to make it, make it work.
0: And it was. I mean, you know, you had... Um, you had to answer phones to get your quests. Yeah, you know, which, which, kind of, as a fan of the the movie Die Hard with a Vengeance, you know that that kind of it was the games weren't connected in any way, but it made it feel like it was something that I've seen before. It was fam- it was familiar. Yeah, um, you know the, the the type of vehicles that you could you could you could drive every vehicle
1: in that yep. game. As if you could steal it, you could drive it.
0: And like my favorite was stealing the tank. And oh then, yeah just running over the, 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 you know, like I said, running over the Buddhist conga line. Um, I just, you know, can you believe that it got away with what it got away with?
1: Um, Yes, Um, because I think no matter how hard people push back against video games and saying that, you know, violence in video games is detrimental to our society, I think that America as a whole loves guns and violence. I mean, maybe not as a whole, but as a majority, I, I think that we have sort of normalized that sort of behavior as of recent. So I'm not condoning it, or or, condomin- any, or either way, just from uh, just from a solid viewpoint. You know, I'm, I am surprised, but I'm not mm. like morally. I'm surprised, but of America and like just how we love guns and yeah. shooting and. All that stuff, yeah. I, no, it's not surprising to me.
0: Are you surprised at how big the franchise became?
1: Oh, I mean, yes,
0: yes. It, it went, That first game did not have biggest video game franchise of all time. Right no, now.
1: that was a, um, I am a video production video game student, and I am building this in my spare time in my basement.
0: And I'm looking for a job, please give me a job. Yeah,
1: look, I can code, look, I can program, look, I can, you know... But for it to be where it is now to have a massive you know um multiplayer presence um you know yeah. seven or more legitimate top selling titles and and the thing is now it's evolved into more than you know driving around running over Buddhist congo line yeah it's you know it's a, there you you can choose to not do that you can do nice things you can race you can
0: you can pretty much play as a taxi driver
1: you can do whatever you want and that's that's what's so cool about it It gives you you are whatever kind of person you choose to be in that game and the same you know and that you know to me that's true immersion if you if, if you can if, do what you want if you have a choice you obviously you get a lot more immersion so
0: one of the uh one of the series that came out was something that i honestly did not know about uh you brought it to my attention it's called mist
1: yeah oh yeah
0: what what was mist for the people like me who are uninitiated?
1: Mist um, is a um, point of point of view adventure slash puzzler. I guess is the best way to best thing to call it. Okay. Uh, graphically, um, sonically, texturally, it was way ahead of its time too. Um, I th- it it opened the, uh, the the door to a lot of realism based games because that's basically what this was. You you basically or dropped in the middle of an island, you don't know where you are, you don't know why you're there, you don't know what you're doing, but as you move around the island and touch things, move things, collect things, uh pieces of an enigma of a mystery start to unveil, okay, and the it, it's it's like peeling back the layer of an onion. you peel back one layer, you find another, and you peel back that layer and you find so yeah, um point point of view of adventure um type of RPG you don't know who you are you you're never acknowledged in the game you don't see other people i mean you it, it's it was very innovative um the whole idea of isolation the whole idea of um you know figuring out your own devices you had to be clever clever or at minimum earnest to play this game because it was not going to give you anything you had to point and click go everywhere Try everything just do everything you could but yeah absolutely fantastic game that part one and part two you could dump at least two or three hundred hours in both of them so if you um, uh, i think you can get it on steam or the microsoft uh um page i've seen uh i've seen uh you go to archive.org you can find a lot of versions of the games that we're talking about um on emulators uh etc so check that out archive.org.
0: Now I'm not nodding as I say this, but if you download an emulator, you have to only—you had to have owned the original copy. Wink. Okay. Um, because you know we like legal stuff here. Wink. Yeah, we not—we uh, do
1: not condone pirating or breaking the law in any way.
0: Exactly. Do not try this at home. Try this at your friend's house. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite series of all time came out in this this uh, era it was the Elder Scrolls. Uh, oh, absolutely. The Elder Scrolls Arena. Um, it was originally supposed to be a gladiatorial combat game. Which it...
1: makes sense, the arena sense of it. And the, yeah. and the,
0: the cover art. And then it became like the RPG that we, we know that started it all.
1: It would have gotten old really, really fast if it had stayed, they'd stayed with the...
0: Arena the, concept? Yeah, I really,
1: I really feel like it would have. I mean, because look at Mortal Kombat now. It's like...
0: Mortal Kombat 24, oh, Sub Zero's gonna
1: freeze Scorpion again. Wow, yeah. it's like you know, come on, it's cool, but they,
0: they had the they have the pit mod or the arena mod in, in in Oblivion, and that got old really fast, you know. And they and they were gonna put it in Skyrim, and they decided not to. Um, if you have mods, you can get the arena, or, or you know, the arena combat. I
1: was about to say, there's a console command to you can go the, into the unfinished pit. arena. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
0: was just be the Windhelm prison, I think, but. um... But the original Elder Scrolls game, the Elder Scrolls Arena, and its follow-up, Daggerfall, had a dynamic world. So, like, I was supposed to say this. The towns and the dungeons were created. The rest of the world, randomly generated. Right. And, again, that built into the technology at the time. But the problem was is they made the map actual size. Yeah. So, like, if you didn't have fast travel points... It would literally be 10 hours between one town and another, or 30 hours between, you know, one province to another province.
1: Well, I'm not even going to lie. I never played any of the Elder Scrolls games until Skyrim, and even then, I did not have a copy of uh, uh, Part 5 until 2015. I mean, it had been out four or five years for i i got my hands on it uh my good friend cat gave it to me for my birthday and said hey try this out see if you like it she worked at GameStop at the time so she's like if you don't like it i can go grab you something else i plugged it in about 10 hours later i was like okay sold
0: yeah so and I, I i saw all the memes to it and um for, for scouring at least i saw all the memes and uh i i came out of hospital on in, in the day after thanksgiving 2013 i was having a head scan and um my wife had bought uh Xbox for for the family present for Christmas. But because I was just out of the hospital and I was miserable, uh, you know, she let she let us open it and I started and I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. But man, it was a good game. It oh, was yes. a really, really good game. And now like I know every, I know as much as I should about it. I know more about that than I know about some of my own kids for 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 you know, which isn't a good thing, but you know
1: Yeah, um one of the things I okay, I tried to I tried to keep um that to a blind playthrough um, as much as possible I knew there were well no I, I I did until I beat the main quest line for the first time because I didn't I don't want to know any of the storylines or endings no. and stuff like that but after I beat it and I went back and started looking at some of the resources on YouTube man you wouldn't believe how much you can learn about anything on YouTube I know I'm probably telling everybody I was noticed but fire. yeah but if you want to learn about any video game or you know or Graphic arts, you know, history. I mean, pretty much it's all all there. And Skyrim's no different, man. There's all kinds of builds and approaches, and you know, yeah. It's there were two guy,
0: there were two video guys who I followed on YouTube, and uh, one of them quit YouTube, and the other one I don't know what happened to, but um, they noticed that like say they'd put a Skyrim video out, they'd get ten thousand views. And they'd put, uh, one of them was doing the uh, South Park game, The Stick of Truth. Yeah. So he'd put a Skyrim video out Monday, a Skyrim video out Wednesday, and the Stick of Truth out in between them. Yeah. And the two Skyrim videos would get like 30,000 views between them, and the Stick of Truth would get like 600 views. Yeah. And that was his argument was, man, I'm not just going to play an eight-year-old game, just play an eight-year-old game. You know, which is a shame because a damn good game. and He was a damn good YouTuber, but um. Th- I mean, it's never the same game, though. That's what I don't understand about that game. Skyrim
1: is is what you want it to be. Yeah, you can play it any way you want. I know a guy that's got a skooma addict build. I mean, how do you even how do you even do that?
0: I don't know, but that's that's. But
1: that's that. But that that's the beauty of it. Yep. If you want to just go get a house and just chop wood all day, you can do it. Make potions, go to the bee and
0: barb, and drink ale. I mean, you can do whatever you want, dude. That's what's the beauty of it. And it all came from Arena, which was a bug-filled uh, nightmare. Yep. I mean, look the the, the original two games are not going to win any any awards anymore. But Oblivion was Oblivion, damn man. A game. Oblivion was fantastic. when they say, they say that Morrowind had the best storyline. Oblivion had the best depth, and Skyrim had the best gameplay.
1: I could see that. I I have a copy of Oblivion now for PC. I just have not broken into it yet. So It's
0: a little clunky if you're going backwards. I'll be yeah. Honest.
1: Well, I feel like I should at least try it out to um, pay homage to a great game that I love very much.
0: And now another addictive series that came out was Pokemon.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I was a little, little too old for the Pokemon. Never really saw the appeal of it. I think it's because my younger brother was into it. Same here. So I was just like, eh.
0: Now, I've played it but up to a point. I,
1: re- I respect the franchise and I respect the people that like it. It's just not not my cup of tea, so to speak.
0: With the risk of in, 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 of getting the Pokemon community on my ass, believe me, my, my son and my daughter are, are your people. You know they love the games I, I, and they make them happy, and I, I enjoy them too. Just after a point, they become too samey. After you yes. got six hours, in, after you get six hours into it, you walk fight walk fight walk fight yeah. walk, fight you know and just it just got that
1: kind of like uh, the uh, second Legend of Zelda yeah was that link link to the past
0: yep link yeah. to the person Zelda put out a couple good ones who link to the person Ocarina of Time
1: Oh Ocarina of Time and instant classic full 3d um, the water temple can shove off yeah but
0: um yeah was oh, no, that the they're... one with Navi in it hey yeah. hey yeah that's what, I do to my, that's what I do to my kids, get them to listen to me, just annoy them with it. The,
1: the, um, the only time I've ever wanted to shoot someone in a video game so badly was either her or the dog from Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to just destroy both of them. Dang right. That's Plug should... in my zapper, just...
0: Did somebody make that game, please? Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's
1: Duck Hunt, but it's all dogs. It's all the dog <laughs> from Duck Hunt. <laughs>
0: Now, I love dogs, by the way. Don't, don't get me wrong. No, yeah,
1: we're yeah. talking about a fictional dog in a who, video game. Who did the piss out of you We love animals. No yes. worries.
0: I love animals. it with a bit of mint sauce. <laughs> um, the aftermath of RPGs, shooters, and, I guess, side-scrolling games is they kind of all merge together, you know, to one big genre. Now it's all open world. It's all, you know, as we mentioned with Skyrim, you do what you want. We mentioned with Fallout, you can do what you want. Even the Mario games are starting to be like that. You know?
1: yeah the new ones on uh wii U my um my father in-law has got that and uh yeah man there's a there's a good bit of uh free will there and i you know i, I think that was the future of gaming going back to one of the first things talked about on the um side to side platformer when you had the ones that pushed you along i feel like that was sort Forced. of the antithesis of what a game should be yeah i mean you should uh, sure it should all fall under certain constructs and constraints but like for the game to operate but i think the more freedom you can give the people that are playing the game the better so
0: why not that's right that's one of the things i'm hoping for Elder scroll six just give me the uh, give me the choice don't oh, force no. me don't force me to be a werewolf i see i see a
1: very horrible game on this list coming up
0: <laughs> actually I see two of them uh racing oh, yeah. games um racing games were pretty big in the 90s um but there was the, the great thing about it it wasn't all cars, all motorcycles, right? I know we mentioned Road Rash earlier. Um, Gran Turismo was the ultimate in car racing, I think. Car,
1: yeah, racing simulator. I think, yeah. But
0: definitely. then you had F Zero, which was racing, you know, futuristic vehicles. Yeah, more, yeah, fantasy. And uh, you brought up Twisted Metal, and I brought up Destruction Derby.
1: I wouldn't know if I would call. It, see, Twisted Metal is not really. Uh, you're in a car, but I wouldn't really call it a racing game. I would call it more of a shooter. Because that's the object—is to blow each other up. True, and the same thing. But just, I mean,
0: destruction derby had two modes. It had the traditional racing mode across dirt, dirt tracks, and then you had the let's see how much damage you can cause to everybody else's vehicle. Yeah, I think uh,
1: we saw shades of that in Need for Speed for the PlayStation Two a couple of years back, which is a great game too, by the way, good franchise.
0: And then you had a lot of NASCAR and Formula One games, but I mean, in, in terms of what was the best, in my opinion, during the nineties, Gran Turismo was the best racing simulating game.
1: I was about to say, if you're going for true-to-the-bone, true, true straight-up racing simulation, absolutely, hands down.
0: Then again, though, I don't know if this was in 1999 or 2002, but uh, the greatest video game of all time was released. Big Rigs.
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 big Rigs. That, big, <laughs> for, those, for those of you that don't know... Um, a great way to intro this game is to go to YouTube, yes, and look up uh AVGN Big Riggs. Yeah. And watch the video. Please yeah. excuse the uh
0: the language. The
1: language, but wow, what a pile of garbage. Like this game is not even finished.
0: This game's not even in the alpha stage yet.
1: Um I, I well okay, how about this? I'll I'll give you a few a few little spoilers. If you go in reverse, you go in reverse in like progressively faster forever.
0: Yep, there's
1: forever.
0: There's no wall of collision either.
1: There's no clipping. Nope. At all. Um, physics do not exist. Nope. You're You're going up a hill. Oh, how about we just zoom
0: you right up it? Yep. You could stop dead on the hill. Yeah. Oh, I, and I, perhaps the best thing it's a racing game where your opponent either doesn't move or stops just short of the finishing line, depending on which version of the game you've got. Uh, your winner. Your oh. winner. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> y O U, apostrophe R E, winner. Your winner.
0: You are winner. Technically correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but Greg's right, guys. I should put the link in the description below. I can't do this justice. You're going to have to. Uh, tip of the hat to Mr. Video Game Nerd. Because Mr.
1: James Rolfe himself.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, really good episode. Good series. Um, definitely.
0: on desert bus.
1: Oh, desert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that counts because they made it on the Atari that too, I think.
1: And they had a yeah. There was on a couple platforms, and they had some kind of contest too, where yeah. if you drove, if you played it ninety nine times, you won a prize or something. like that. You won like a
0: that. prize. You actually drove on the desert bus from Tucson to Las Vegas, but then you got five days attending shows and stuff like that with Penn and Taylor.
1: It was so funny too, because uh, when James Rolfe reviewed that game, he was like, okay, so I just got to sit here for 10 hours. Okay. So he like put something on his, he like taped the button, the acceleration button down, <laughs> yeah. and went to the bathroom. And what he found out is that the, uh, that this, the bus has like, it slightly lurches to the left. Yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if you get all the way over to the side of the road, it'll stop and then it'll tow you, in real, in real time, time, all the way back to the beginning. Oh, worst game ever, dude. Worst game ever.
0: Uh, my boy. But yeah, what? Yeah, I very rarely plug other people's work for nothing in return. But you know what? Go go watch those two videos. Desert Bus and Big Rigs, <laughs> Angry Video Game. Absolutely worth it. Okay, so last thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about, we've briefly touched on them, fighting games, beat-em-ups traditional beat em ups, not not talking like the boxing games, the kickboxing games. We're talking about your Mortal Kombat, your Tekkens, your Street Fighters, your Shack Foos. <laughs> <laughs> One of these things is not like the other I, I know, right? Smash Brothers is crap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Mortal Kombat, I think Mortal Kombat had the advantage because A it was bloody, B it was gory, and C it used motion capture rather than sprites.
1: And it was one of the first legitimate yeah. fighting games, you know, that was um, con- console available. That wasn't you didn't have to go to an arcade to play.
0: No, even though it was available on arcades.
1: No, absolutely, but it wasn't an arcade exclusive. Yeah, like some of the Neo Geo stuff, yeah. like we were talking about last yeah. week, and et cetera. Yeah,
0: it's ironic that Street Fighter was part of the reason why the arcades uh, started dying off. Because they, that was, you know, that was a former arcade game that, that one got of the ported most over. Yeah, and the port was as good a quality as the arcade. In fact, it was easier than the arcade.
1: The joystick is not forgiving. Not for Street Fighter. No, no you couldn't do.
0: You can do the right, the guile Smash Kick. Um, Street Fighter, I think, was lazy, in one regard and one regard only. They knew that Ryu was going to be everybody's favorite character, so they made a clone of Ryu. And give him
1: him bangs uh, and a blonde. Yeah,
0: just just so that they say you can go, Ryu too. Just leave me alone. You know, I mean. But then again, I used Ken more than Ryu because actually, he seemed to me, at least. He seemed to be a little bit slower.
1: Yeah, Ken's supposed but to be a little stronger. stronger. Ken's supposed yeah. to be stronger. Ryu's supposed to be faster.
0: Yeah, and so I, I always handle the slower characters better. Like, even when I'm playing like America these days, I always go the heavy cars because I can deal with the lack of acceleration. It's just the weight I need, you know?
1: I, uh, fun fact, I tried to name my son Ryu. <laughs> uh, the wife vetoed it.
0: Oh, man.
1: Uh, she also uh, vetoed Dovakin, And um, what was the other one? I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I threw, I threw out like 10 of them just to mess with her. So then when I mentioned Owen, she's like, oh, whew, okay, good. Yeah.
0: yeah." Whew. Hi, this is my son, Guybrush Threepwood Connolly. <laughs> 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 and this is my daughter, Isolde. D- um, Dad, can I have my allowance?
1: <laughs> Quiet down, Elder Scrolls Five, Skyrim.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm right. pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's a, there are a pair of twins out there called L2 D2 and C3PO. Ugh. It has to be
1: um, sure.
0: Tekken ahead of its time. We, I know we say that phrase a lot, but Tekken two. It's
1: the chess. It was a, uh, they were playing chess. Everyone else yeah. was playing checkers. Because um, Mortal Kombat was all block attack, um, but Tekken you could side throw you can parry you can you've got legitimate special block. throws yeah they had um counters count yeah no so yeah parry you parry. Move, move out well well i mean they're they're not mutually exclusive but they yeah. do exist within each other you can parry encounter or you can move out of the way and then watch you them up the way yeah and but then you're behind them and you can throw them or you can yeah it's such a such a uh yeah the the ch- the chess game of fighting games in my opinion yeah great great game uh,
2: killer instinct is
1: good too i like Instinct. you know i didn't play that one very much but uh i had a buddy of mine who was way into it and he he always used to tell me about the huge combos you could do You could, like a, like a 90 hit combo or something
0: <laughs> Oh well anyway we just had we might have had a technical difficulty. I'm gonna try the best I can to fix it. If I can't, you, you're you hearing this message as a disclaimer. We were talking about Tekken tech, not Tekken, tech, we were talking about Killer Instinct, Killer Instinct and, yeah, and then and then multiple combos. Um Cinder yeah. was my character. Yeah. And he was the easiest one to do multiple combos with because he it's, was just all <laughs> fire and flame and you, you know, you, you'd you jump forward with so it. So he was the Eddie
1: Gordo of Killer Instinct <laughs> where you just smash any button and you'd start spinning around like a yeah.
0: It, you, how you beat Eddie Gordo? Mm-hmm. You go lay. So he does that brick that he falls, <laughs> and when Eddie's doing all the you know, dents and kicks, he can't get hit. There's uh,
1: there's four guys like that now in that game in the new one.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get to something ridiculous. like that here in a minute. Um, I mentioned Shekfu was a joke. Um, I didn't realize until I was researching this episode how hated that game is.
1: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I thought it was a great
0: game, not a great game, but I thought it was I, I thought it was average for a genre. Yeah,
1: I I don't know. I I, I remember renting it. I fell for the gimmick just because it was Shaq, and you know, was into basketball at the time. I, I don't know; it wasn't anything special to me. To me, now it's one of those games that you get and you just you play, play it just to because, see how crappy it is.
0: Yeah. Um, Street Fighter, as we mentioned, came out, but one of the things that happened after this, I think, you know, we said that the RPG and adventure genre kind of mixed together in fighting games. Everybody decided, man, who's the toughest? Yeah. So you had uh, Mortal Kombat v DC. Why would Batman be in a mortal Kombat tournament?
1: Yeah, those are two different, two different universes. I
0: mean, you know, Batman doesn't kill people. Batman yeah. cripples you and then lets Nietzsche decide. Right. You know, Batman throws you off a cliff. He didn't kill you. He let gravity. Decide. He'll
1: ruin you financially. That's yeah. how he gets you. I mean, why do you think he's so rich?
0: Tekken V Street Fighter. I was so disappointed for that. You know, that's a thing. That was a thing. I did not even know about that. I think they made one or two games, and it wasn't that. Was
1: good. that a platform game? I or? think it was
0: on the on the uh, Xbox. I'm
1: not oh, sure.
0: No wonder I'd, yeah, yeah. No, I. I only I read about it through through this. I mean, but yeah, they just decided, you know what? We'll take every fighting game together and we'll plunge them together. I think everybody got too much Smash Brothers in them.
1: Yeah, I think for the most part <clears throat> in the um, late '90s, early 2000s, there was an oversaturation of fighting games. Yeah, there was just too many of them, and the 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 chaff separated from the wheat really quickly, and that's why games. You know, games like Tekken are still being continually put out.
0: It's know? kind of like what happened in the olden days when a terror would put up fifteen different games, and only three of them would be any good, and the other four, the other twelve, would be buried in the desert in Arizona.
1: I was about to say, and uh, I hope wonder how many copies of Desert Bus there is out there. <laughs> hope, hopefully, all of them.
0: On your Sega CD. <sighs> such uh, a such
1: a waste of pixels, electricity, of just uh, craftsmanship. Guys, uh,
0: watch that video seriously. I'll put the link in the description. You yeah, to, you gotta you watch to. that. You got understand what we're talking about. Well, that's our look down memory lane for this week. Uh next week we are gonna talk about um kind of the second half of the decade and how Sony kinda of usurped themselves into the industry and how they won a war that they weren't even a part of. Which is mm. ironic. Um, I'm also going to look at uh, basically where video games are now, and we've touched on some of the things, but basically the legacy of what happened in video games. So, Greg, it's good to see you. We will see you next week. Absolutely. And uh, in the meantime, um, right now in Russia, there is an international soccer tournament going on. Russia might seem like an unusual choice for the World Cup, but in 1994, another country was chosen that was also considered an unusual choice for the World Cup. The most popular sport in the world is association football
2: the game known as football in Europe and South America, and soccer in North America and Australia.
1: For most countries, is the most popular sport.
2: However, the sport still wasn't mainstream in America in the early 90s.
0: In fact, when the country was picked as the host of the 1994 World Cup,
2: USA didn't have a national top league, like the Football League in England,
0: and Spain's La Liga. European fans were outraged by this decision
1: and a large swatch of Americans didn't even know the tournament was happening.
2: At the time, the USA was the largest country to host the World Cup.
0: Forcing a logistical nightmare for fans and teams alike.
2: As they navigated from east to west to games.
1: Sometimes traveling thousands of miles.
2: With some big nations like England, France, Portugal, and Uruguay not qualifying.
0: The pitches have an NFL football markings on them. The hopes weren't high.
2: To make matters worse, Argentinian legend Diego Maradona was sent home in disgrace.
1: While Colombian Pablo Escobar was murdered in an alleged mob hit after the tournament.
2: Despite all the hardship and scandal, the tournament was considered a huge success.
0: To this day, it holds the record for average attendance at a World Cup due to the size of the stadium used. It was also the first World Cup to be won in a penalty
1: shootout.
2: As Brazil lifted their fourth World Cup, a joint record at the time.
1: The event led to a renewed interest in North American soccer, with MLS launching
0: in 1996, a condition of Holston.
2: The 94 World Cup was the first to be held outside of Europe or South and Central America. And since the tournaments have been held in Africa and Asia,
1: none of this would have been possible without USA 94.
0: Attention 90's music fans! If you are a fan of 90's music and entertainment, you have not one, but three opportunities to see one of the top local lovers bands in Shreveport and the 2017 Arklatex Rock Band of the Year, The Holodex. On July 4th, come to the 4th of July Bash at the Red River District in downtown Shreveport. Entry for this event is free and it's a family friendly show. Search Red River District 4th of July Bash on Facebook for more information. Showtime is at 5pm. For those in El Dorado, Arkansas, on July 7th, the guys join up with the Molly RingWalds to perform at the Griffin Music Hall. Please go to eldomad.com slash event slash molly dash Ringwalls dash zero for star times and ticket information. We round out the week back in the Shreveport area where the band perform at Celebrity Lounge in the Eldorado Casino from 8pm. Go to eldoradoshreveport.com slash event slash shows slash holo decks for more information. Showtime is at 8pm. For more information about the band and for dates in your area of the world, go to theholodex.com. That's theholo H-O-L-L-O-W decks.com and check out the band on Facebook at Holodex. All right, guys, I'm not going to keep you too much longer. Um, I know there's that we spoke about a lot of things, and we've got more things coming up over the next couple of weeks. So uh, last week we asked a social media question, what was your favorite game in the 90s? And to be honest, uh, Greg won. Greg got the best answer. It was, it was definitely the Road Rush series. Um, yeah, such an underrated, underrated series. I love those games. Uh, me and my cousin used to play them all the time. You know, it was, it's dang good for what it was. Um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So, if you guys are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, or Tumblr, uh, look at Because Maybe Pod. Check out our blog, because maybe podcast.wordpress.com, or go on YouTube and search Because Maybe Podcast. This week, it's a very, very simple, simple question. You know, it's, it's, it's not hard, it's not controversial, it's very, very simple. What is the best video game system of all time? Uh, my answer will be put in next week's blog, and that way you will see it. It's not going to be shocking of what mine is, because I've already said many, many times what my favorite game system is of all time, what I think is the best of all time. So, next week we go into our final part. Hopefully my voice is going to be doing a little bit better, but uh, we're going to our final part of 90s video games. Uh, Greg and I are going to talk about the remainder of the decade. And we're going to talk about how the industry went, we're going to talk about the casualties, we're going to talk about the flaws, we're going to talk about the games and the systems, and how PC gaming went bigger and bigger and so on and so forth. So, this is... The, the opening and closing is a little short because, uh, I'm, again, I'm a little hoarse. I don't want to stream my boss too much. But, uh, guys, I want you guys to have a fantastic week. Have some fun. Uh, in between next week is the 4th of July. So, you know, if you guys you uh, you know if you guys are American, congratulations for your independence. If you guys are British, happy Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, um, one of the things I, I, was, I was going to do this week was get a T-shirt that said, uh, Happy Treason Day, Ungrateful Colonials. You know... <laughs> (laughs) and for anybody listening that's just a joke you know chuckle chuckle y'all everybody so guys have a great week and I will talk to you and we will talk to you next week have a good one
2: the North Pole.